Here we go, another edition of Maverick Magazine. I'm Paul Allen driving the bus for you this morning, joined by Jordan O'Grady. Hello. Jordan, did you have a, a good um, uh, St. Patrick's Day? I did. O'Grady, I think, name like O'Grady. Yeah, <laughs> had, a, had a couple Rubens, had some go. great non, non-alcoholic non IPAs, yep. and it was like a good it. day. Um, Connor Watchtel, uh, also in studio, and Nick Burns. Hey, guys. Hey. Nick Burns. Yeah. Good. <laughs> doing, yeah, doing good. Excited. Excited. Um, Convey convey our enthusiasm. I'd like to convey our enthusiasm for Minnesota State <laughs> Athletics, right? In the purple and gold. Well, you guys are decked out in uh, some nice gear today with uh, uh, baseball on tap Saturday and Sunday. We'd have a programming change, right, uh, Connor, with the site uh, alteration that we had with uh, baseball this weekend. Yep, uh, no time change for the Mavericks this week. They'll still be playing at 1.30 on Saturday and noon on Sunday, but they'll be playing at Gus Davis on Saturday and ISG Field in Mankato. Yeah, we were optimistic. We were yep. optimistic that we're going to be able to get those games in on campus, but um, as so often it happens uh, year after year, uh, we always struggle a little bit with the weather this time of year with our outdoor sports, yep. but we are going to be able to get those games in. They've got a nice turf facility over at Gustavus, and we'll be happy to be there on Saturday and happy to go ISG Field, the Frank, on Sunday. Yep, we've also got a turf facility there to play on, too, as well, so yep. um, guaranteed yep. games there for yeah, us. We shouldn't, miss, we shouldn't miss too many games anymore in baseball, and softball, of course, has uh, the dome, so if, um, mm-hmm. weather uh, starts to play a role, we can always timing-wise, I think, yeah, into yeah. Uh, the Dome here on campus. One thing worth noting also is that um, I talked to Moggers yesterday. And Coach Moggers, yeah, what did he yep, have to say? He said <laughs> that the field is very close to being uh, playable, but they just didn't want to chance it because they play on it this weekend, rip it up just a little bit, yep. we get some rain, then you're looking at even longer that we don't get a A couple there. things. Yes, sir. A couple things. We have, I think, the best um, grounds crew in the United States of America. Ooh. We might be biased. <laughs> but you look at what they do with Blakesley Stadium, yep. and we're anxious to see what they what they can do there. Bernsey, we have a spring football game coming up, I'm assuming, here in a, uh, yeah, a, a few uh, weeks. April 23rd, I want to say, uh, that's when the pigskin barbecue is. So, yeah. yeah. So we have a work cut out for us with Blakesley Stadium, yeah. uh, with the ravages of winter and, uh, and with the Hockey Day Minnesota game yeah. being played out there. But, you know, I, I did have a look at the... Um, the field last week, mm-hmm. and to me, the best part of Blakeslee Stadium, the, f- the field right now at Blakeslee Stadium is the area that was under the ice. Mm-hmm. It looked like it wasn't too bad a shape. Okay. The, the worst part of it was that we got tore up around around yeah. it where they put stands and people yeah. were walking and stuff. Hmm. But knowing uh, uh, the job that our guys do, mm-hmm. um, led by Bruce Lieberman and, and uh, with his excellent staff, they'll have it ready to go, Yep, I think. And, and along with that, our soccer and softball and baseball facilities are top-notch. Top-notch. And um, there's been years, Connor, where I recall, and I know I repeat myself with some of my stories, but I remember uh, uh, Dean Boyer having his guys out there with snowblowers. Uh, they get back from Texas from their spring trip, and there'd still be a lot of snow in the field, and they'd be out there with shovels and snowblowers trying to get snow off the field. But this year, um, it wasn't all that bad, I don't think, and the warm weather we've had here recently really cleared things up. hmm so excited for um, some um, outdoor sports to start taking place this weekend um, with baseball and uh, softball's um, playing this weekend, but they're on the road. And we've had a schedule change mm-hmm. with them as well, right? Yeah, so they were going to take part in the Fairfield Classic out in St. Joseph, Missouri, but that's kind of dissolved due to the 
weather that's forecasted today. Dissolved. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's a, that, <laughs> is, that, is that even a word? It creates dissolved? a picture. Yeah, it is. It dissolved, but yeah. it creates a picture. Oh. <laughs> dissolved. Right? Dissolved. That was water. You put water in it and, and like put... What, yeah. what happens when you put salt in water? It dissolves, burns. Dissolves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so now... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to oh, channel my... Yeah, I had to channel my inner Jack Moon. All right. Yeah. Back in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now uh, the Mavericks are traveling to Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, we'll be playing two games against both Pittsburgh State, Central Ho- Central Oklahoma on uh, back-to-back days. And then the Mavericks, so that's Saturday and Sunday. Um, then on Monday we will jaunt over the Joplin, Missouri to play Missouri Southern in a doubleheader on Monday. <laughs> yep. And then... Uh, uh, Coach Coach Meyer doing her magic, picking up two games against Southwest Minnesota State here at the Mavericks All Sports Dome next Thursday, yep. and then we're we're right into um, yeah. conference play. So yep. busy busy weekend. Have we talked about Meyer and the 1,300 wins? I think we briefly we touched it last too. week, but yeah, thirteen um, hundredth win after the Mavericks went seven and one last weekend. Yeah, 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 when, Florida, we, when we beat uh, yeah. uh, Stonehill College, yep. I believe. Yeah, it was that was the last game down in Florida? And uh, yeah, a big weekend there. Mavericks outscored their opponents thirty-nine to nine in yep. those eight games, which is that's incredible. And um, yeah, Coach Meyer got her thirteen hundredth win, um, winning his active coach right now, and trailing only Gary Bryce uh, from Wayne State in Michigan, who has thirteen hundred and forty wins. He retired, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's done. He's not getting any more wins. Nope. Jordan, it's Jordan he's not getting any more. So nope. that means, <laughs> see, on our current pace, we've we've uh, extrapolated using, uh, we called in the, the Sports Information Actuarial Services, <laughs> and they said at her current yeah. pace, uh, she'll get well, it next year. Right? Yeah. She'll become the all-time <clears throat> winning Division II. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's. I suppose it's not mathematically impossible for her to do it this year, but you have to go all the way. We're going to play another 40 games? Well, you got... Um, you got two games against fifteen conference opponents. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's thirty. Yep. Then you had the two against Southwest. That's thirty-two. Okay. Then you got the six this weekend down in Missouri. So that's thirty-eight. You got potentially four games in the NSIC tournament. Okay. Maybe more. Okay. That's forty. Okay. That's forty-two. Forty-two. And then and you then got the NCAA tournament. NCAA yeah. tournament. So if we were to go on a ridiculous run yeah. here, <laughs> it's. I'm just saying it's. It's mathematically not, not possible. A, not, for unprecedented, it not unprecedented. Not yeah, unprecedented. I mean, we had a heck of a winning streak back in 2017, so we if did. I remember correctly. So, but you know, that's it, a lot of wins to get in in uh, basically the last uh, 60% of the season. I would probably yeah, say, right yeah, right around there. Yeah. Okay, you guys know I'm the master of the segue. Okay, right? Yeah. Yep, you so are. So we could go in a couple different uh, <laughs> directions here with the segue. Okay. Okay, uh, Burns, I'll leave it up to you. All right. And you can decide which way we go. Ooh. You were talking that's winning a lot, streak. That's okay, a lot of pressure. Good, I'm not going to tell you which one, but wait, wait till I'm finished. Okay. S- winning streak. Mm-hmm. Or Pittsburgh, Kansas. Which one? Which one? Which way are we going to swing here? Which one? Which one do you want to go? Pittsburgh, Kansas. Pittsburgh, yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Kansas. Kansas. Okay, Jordan Pittsburgh. mentioned that our softball team is yeah. playing down in Pittsburgh, and of course, our track and field team yes. just got back from Pittsburgh. Yes. Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yeah. Hey, did you didn't, have you did you notice the subtle change, the subtle difference between Pittsburgh, Kansas, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, the no H. There's no there's no H in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yeah. So much easier yeah. to spell. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, it <laughs> feels more natural. <laughs> much more efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, what a weekend for our track and yeah. field teams! Unbelievable. Um, women got their first ever national this is at nas- title. nationals yep. last weekend in Pittsburgh, Kansas, a yep. two day meet. Yep, Michaela two championships. Yep. Uh, two time now, now two time national champion in the long jump. 
Oh, of course. I'm going to forget it right off the top of my yep. head. 60, 60 meters. 60 meters. Yep. And then uh, Denisha Cartwright. Cartwright. Oh, boy. 60-meter hurdles. 60-meter hurdles. Yeah, well, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, no, that's yeah. okay. I mean, they, they had <laughs> like a lot of stuff to remember. One, two, they had three, a lot. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten All-Americans. Yeah. So, and, and in order to be able to win a national championship, like you did. And and it's not like we haven't been there before because right. we were second at this meet last year. Mm-hmm. And going into the national championship, uh, based on the rankings that are done by the U.S. Track and Field Cross-Country Coaches Association. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> uh, we, we were either first or second, yeah. I think, in the, uh, I don't know, five or six weeks leading yeah. into it. Yep. So we knew we were going to be close. And you can do the math, you know, if we score here, if we score here. Yeah. And Grand Valley State looked like they were going to be, and I think they ended up finishing second. Yeah. Right? It came, I forget what event it was. I believe it was a field event at one of the throwing events. Yep. And we, uh, I believe it was Katie Taylor and Brea Perrin who just – like got over the one Grand Valley State girl that was in the event, and it was key just, points, right? just that was crucial to was keep ten, that distance. We were about ten or eleven points yeah, ahead of Grand Valley. I believe it was stands, eleven. Yeah. 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 So, but you win three individual national titles, yeah. and you and you get all those All Americans. Uh, uh, you know you're going to score uh, big points, in the, and uh, and uh, so. Um, Let's test your knowledge, Jordan. All right. Because you were working on this all weekend. And yes. I appreciate all the work that you did. You well, were very you. busy with both our... And our men's track and field team finished sixth. Six, and, yeah. And had um, six All-Americans there, mm-hmm. I think. Six All-Americans did well or two. And in a normal year, you'd be touting that uh, big time. And, and we're awfully proud That's of 17. our track and field teams. Yeah. So um, national championships won by teams from Minnesota State. Can you Between the three of you, can you name them all? I think we can, right? What do you think? Jordan, you go. You, oh, you name three. I will. Name three. Um, three off the top of your head, the first ones were softball. No, oh, first, first one, first one, chronolo- chronological, chronological order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I thought I had it there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. y'all back could see what's f- going on. Back in, in the fifties, we won a couple of <laughs> NAIA. Back yeah. of back of uh, we won a couple of NAIA, and we also won a D two title in sixty five. Okay. Okay. What about you, Connor? What what came after? What came after? You should know this one. Yeah, what came okay, after wrestling? Well, that's 1980 D2. 1980 yep. D2. Men's hockey. Men's hockey that's know. correct. Um, I'll go next because <laughs> it was my first national championship here during my time. It was men's cross country in 1988. Okay. Co-champs with Edinburgh. Yep. Can you know how hard it is to tie f- in cross country team standings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, you yeah. have to have this bar- bizarre mathematical equivalency. It, yep. And that's and what it happened. happened. In 1988. Yeah. Okay. And then what, Bernsey? What was uh, the next one? Women's basketball down, down in San Antonio in 09. 09, yep. And then uh, softball yep. in 2017 in Salem, yep. Virginia. Yep. So three, four, five, six, seven. This is our eighth national championship. Mm-hmm. It's pretty... And we're not done yet for the year. No, so we're not uh, excited, excited. Kevin Beisman sent me a note. And we'll talk about uh, a couple other things that happened uh, during the week. But, um, you know, you, uh, with the Director's Cup, which is the, um, the national... Uh, system used to determine the best athletic departments in the country, mm-hmm. Director's Cup, uh, point standing. So every time your teams score points in NCAA competition, you gain points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So Kevin, our athletic director, who uh, 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 absolutely loves this, this type of stuff, we all do, of course, but Kevin keeps track of it, um, um, sent me a note detailing what he thought, how many points we scored, and then made a comment about, um, you know, with... Um, he goes, I think we have a really good chance to finish the top 10 with mm-hmm. softball and baseball, mm-hmm. golf and, the, and outdoors. And yep. um, what's going to happen here in the spring, we have a really good chance to finish the top 10. Absolutely. Maybe even higher. And I, I responded, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I did the Larry David thing pretty, pretty, pretty good, <laughs> right? And then I said, what about men's hockey? 
Yeah. Because we, and he goes, oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can get Mount Taki too. So we're excited about um, uh, and appreciative of uh, what our teams accomplished at Nationals this past weekend, including women's swimming. Yep. Which picked up a 18th place Eight, finish. Finished Thursday. 18th, yep. Yeah. Uh, the women's swimming and diving team. It's uh, one of their... Uh, Top finishes in program history. Uh, they we had uh, all American honors in uh, one of the relay events here. Just a sec, I'm gonna have to pull that up. But um, 200 medley relay. Yep, 200 medley relay. I want to get the right the right people named. I want to give them proper recognition here. All right. So Nicole Beckman, uh, Dara Coleman, Kate Flynn, and Abby Gronholz both they all. They um, finished eighth in the 200 medley relay with a time of 142.12. Abby Gronholz also got an on- honorable mention in the 100 backstroke as she finished ninth with a time of uh, so close. 54.98. Yeah, yeah, so close. She was uh, very close to getting all uh, all American honors there. But you know, good showing for the swimming and diving team. Uh, you know, overall though, they had quite a few there. You know, 18th place, 58 points, pretty respectable finish. Our, our best finish ever is uh, 13th place. That was about back in 2017. So, but yeah, I mean, definitely a good showing, especially for a team that uh, we haven't had anyone there since uh, 2019, I want to say, PA. So, so a little two-year absence, but then we're right back in it, and we're uh, getting some, we're scoring some points, getting some All-Americans, and pretty solid finish. You, Paul. 2019 was the last time we had kids go to the National League. Mm-hmm. COVID year. Uh, the COVID year, la- uh, the COVID year in 2020 canceled it, and then um, 2021, it was a um, very reduced field. Yep. yep. So we, uh, uh, Ayla Taylor did go to the qualification meet to see if she yep. could qualify as a diver, but she did not uh, just, advance out of the qualification. Uh, our meet. women's swimming program, uh, uh, undervalued in some respects in the success they've had. We, you throw in the COVID year, yep. we might have had people qualify there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the post, not necessarily post COVID, but the year after the COVID year when things were canceled, reduced field. We maybe yep. would have had people qualify there. I think we probably would have. Had yeah. So uh, just consistent the consistency of the mm-hmm. program that Nate Owens has done and his staff. Yes. And the and the kids just uh, uh, really cool to see them doing it. And men's mm-hmm. men's and women's track and field. Given the fact that you mentioned um, the All Americans for swimming, I'd be remiss if we didn't go down the list of track and field. I think <laughs> on the men's and women's side. So Michaela Jackson and Denisha Carter, we mentioned the national championship. You also mentioned Bria Perrin. Katie Taylor uh, mm-hmm. were all Americans in the uh, the weight throw. Bria also finished fifth in the shot. Katie was seventh in the shot. Uh, another thrower named Kaylee Jensen was fifth in the weight throw. Flora Gracia tenth in the triple jump. She's from France. Mm-hmm. From France. Um, and uh, Katie Patricia Patricia from in the long jump was twelfth. Uh, those last two were second team All Americans. Yep. So, so good for them. And, and men's track and field, uh, uh, Nick Hudson, third in the weight throw. Tanner Meyer, third eight hundred meters. Uh, did you see Tanner running yesterday when uh, when we went out to shoot that picture with JD Okawa, the kid? I said, "Hey, good job, Meyer." Then he turned around. He said, "Thanks." That was that's that, right. That was yeah. ta- that was Tanner yeah. Meyer out for a run um, with the rest of his uh, long distance buddies. There you go. Yeah. Uh, love those guys. Uh, Devion Brown, third in the in the high jump. Not the first time he's been an All-American in the high jump. Um, uh, Cornelius Clay has had an unbelievable, great, yeah. great club, a great, great year. 60-meter hurdles was fifth. Shahid Hickman, uh, fifth in the 60 meters. And Steve Orzelik yes, was eighth in the shot. So uh, you look across the board on, on the depth. That's what you have to do if you're going to score points big at the uh, uh, track and field national championships. Mm-hmm. It, we're not just... Uh, Loading up on throwers or or jumpers or uh, sprinters, 
or distance people, mm-hmm. uh, it's across the board. It's really cool to see the event uh, that we had there. And um, looking forward to the start of the outdoor season for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Wrestling was also at um, the NCAA uh, championships last weekend, and um, we sent two. Yep. Um, but it was <laughs> quality, not quantity. Given the results that Trevor Turf and uh, Darrell Mason turned in, Birdsey. Yep, a uh, couple of uh, national champs. Yeah, Trevor Turf uh, goes uh, uh, undefeated at 174, and um, not necessarily redemption, but he he went to the national championship last year and lost in the national championship uh, yeah, uh, match. A match and uh, went undefeated this year and route en route to a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just a great kid. Uh, uh, Jim talks about uh, tr- Trevor and um, how he does such a great job in, in school. And um, he's, he's uh, uh, was pr- is a pretty driven, focused uh, kid and uh, uh, really cool to see him complete his career with a national championship. And, mm-hmm. and then Darrell Mason at, at heavyweight, uh, the kid from inner city Chicago who transferred here after a, a good Juco career at Ellsworth Community College, sat out last year as a redshirt. And then uh, just an unbelievable uh, season going undefeated, uh, finished his year 22-0. and uh, went four and zero at the national championship in Bernsey. We saw what happened at the national championship. Yeah. Uh, he became the story yeah. uh, at uh, the national championship, which was held in St. Louis for the second consecutive year. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just a you know, you talking about what happened. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what happened on, on his semifinal match and oh, his semifinal. His semi- well, semifinal, yeah. and then that yeah. was on Saturday. Yeah. Um, he he found out his grandmother had passed yeah. away uh, uh, Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. dealing with the emotion of losing a, a valued family member and being able to do what he did um, on Saturday with his semifinal match and then his, his national... What happened in the semifinal match? Did you see what happened post-match in the semifinals? Yeah, one of his opponent was a little uh, upset. Wasn't happy. He and, wasn't and happy. And there was video that went viral. Yeah, with, it did go with, viral. And, and uh, for the most part, it, 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 it talked about Darrell and how, how he responded or didn't respond to uh, how his opponent reacted yeah, after that match. He didn't even... I don't. He can you, can you describe respond. it? Can you, can you describe it, Bernsey? Well, basically, it looked like um, afterwards. He, you know, you, you wear the identifying uh, cuffs on your uh, on your ankles. You know, the green or the red. A- af- he, after, after, a- after, right at what happened right after the he, match. He uh, pushed him. He he pushed he, Darrell from behind. Yeah, pushed yep. Darrell from behind. Yep. And then later on, he uh, right after that, he took off his uh, cuff and then he threw it at. Uh, Threw, threw it at Darrell, and then yep. uh, the ref basically told him, "Hey, get over here and you know shake, shake hands. You're supposed to shake hands after this." He, um, it was something <laughs> he clearly was not in the mood for. He grabbed his arm and kind of just grabbed it, and then walked past him, you know, and just kind of, you know. We had a chance to talk to Darrell about that. Yeah. And what was his response? Uh, Darrell was like, "I didn't didn't Darrell say he apologized? He, he was, he's oblivious to everything. Yeah, he, he had he, no idea yeah. that he got pushed. Mm-hmm. He had no idea that uh, the cuff got thrown on him. Yep. Didn't he really notice the?" Lack of a handshake or the guys, uh, how he yeah. did that. But then he saw all the stuff on social media yeah. afterwards about um, uh, the poor sportsmanship, mm-hmm. I think. Right, Jordan, what do you think yeah. about that? After yeah, you know, and it was shortly after, I think it was yesterday, I came into your office and you just said it went viral. And it was on some Facebook page with 1.4 million followers talking about how disrespectful and sportsmanlike it was and that was the first time I actually saw the video or the footage of it and it was a blatant 
two hand push in the back and then just the most disrespectful throw of the angle like you can't even really do it justice because i you know you guys told me and like wow that's messed up but until you see you're like damn that was really just like low brow to the fullest d and in in Darrell's um, position, like you could, that's fight or flight mode, really. As you guys said, he didn't even respond as no. if it never even happened. He's like, "Oh, I got pushed," and I was like, "What a what a stand up young young man yeah. to like not react, knowing me." I would be like, "Might have been something happening," but to him and his credit, he handled that wrestlers, gracefully. Wrestlers are a different breed, and I, I, I haven't seen all kinds of things when uh, dealing with the difficult students, athletes dealing with the difficulty of. Uh, not having the success, success that you want to have is yep. one of the tough things, and it just doesn't happen in wrestling. But wrestling is a little bit different with uh, uh, the way the sport uh, takes place, where it's sure. uh, it's an emotional thing, especially um, where you uh, you work so hard. Rest, no one works harder than wrestlers. They just yeah. don't. No one works harder than wrestlers. You just don't. You have to grind away, um, and you get to the uh, in this case the penultimate match, yep. and you lose, and the emotions of uh, coming to the understanding or or the uh, in the grips of you're not going to win a national championship um as as a person who lost there and trying to figure out I, I, for i you know it's under and you actually if you go if you've seen high school wrestling or college wrestling um it happens more often yeah, and and there's a in wrestling you can take away in at those championships you can take away a team point which is we've hmm. tried to if your team's wanting trying to win a national championship if you recall Bernsey, a few years ago we finished second in the national championship, and we lost by half a by point. Half a point. Yep. So a lot of times it comes down. So if you lose a team point because of sportsmanship, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So the referees won't do it unless it's extremely egregious. Yep. And and uh, I'm not sure if it was the referee that said, hey, come back, and pushed him. I, I've read some stuff on social media, and I think their coaches pushed him back. Oh, okay. I think their coach, you can't see it on the video, but I think their coaches pushed him back, understanding that, Boy, if he doesn't go out there and shake his hand, we're going to maybe lose a team point, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal. So he went back there and reluctantly, yeah. you know, sort of shook his hand <laughs> a little bit. Sort it was of. It's kind of like more like I like grab it and I'm walking right past yeah, you still yeah, holding on yeah. to the... So they didn't yeah. lose a team point, but there's some people that thought they should have yeah. uh, lost a team point, but they didn't. Um, okay. So what happens next, Bernsey? After the win in the semifinals, then what happens? Goes on and he uh, takes care of business. He does. He does. Wins the heavyweight national championship. And there was another video after that one where um, uh, those two warriors, you know, yeah. afterwards had embraced the guy that he beat, uh, Durrell, and his opponent embraced each other yep. for a good 30 seconds, yep. um, kneeling on the mat and another emotional deal. And um, so at, regardless, it's a great story. There's been a lot of uh, social media about stuff is, about it. Uh, Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune did a nice story on Durrell and uh, detailing um, uh, some of the things that happened this past weekend, if you get a chance to see it, that's in the Star Tribune um, yesterday. Um, Darrell was named the most outstanding wrestler um, at the national championships, and it was really cool to see Darrell uh, walking around campus with <laughs> both his national championship trophy and his most outstanding wrestler trophy. Yeah, quite a bit of hardware walking around. Yeah, he, didn't he did, he? and, and he, uh, <laughs> I saw pictures on social media of yep. him with our president and a bunch of other people on campus, and yep. and uh, he's he's charismatic kid. Oh yeah, and, he is. Uh, um, and he also, um, you know, uh, Darrell, because he spent two years at um, 
Ellsworth, mm-hmm. and then redshirted, and then had this year. That mean they, that adds up to four. Burnsy, and you know, in junior collegiate athletics, you only have four years of eligibility. So uh, he could be done. But he's told people we've seen him say that he's going to come back for another year. Yeah, so yeah. he'll get a chance to defend his national championship. So excited about that. It, w- it was an interesting year for our wrestling program, and they ended up finishing sixth, seventh, uh, seventh at nationals, seventh, I think, yeah, seventh at nationals. Of course, you again score big points when you have two national champions, right? Um, and uh, at the beginning of the year, we knew we were, were going to have a good team. I think uh, our coaching staff, although we hadn't seen Darrell wrestle here, they had seen him wrestle um, and knew that he had a chance to not necessarily fly under the radar, but at our level, uh, you know, he'd only wrestled at the uh, JUCO <coughs> level, which is uh, good wrestling. Yes, but the uh, D2 people hadn't, uh, especially in, he's from Chicago. I don't, I don't think a lot of people had seen him wrestle. So he, he somewhat, he, he wasn't even ranked until January. Yeah, he, d- he did fly under the radar he did, for he a did. good chunk of the year. He did, yeah. It wasn't until the very end where he started mm-hmm. coming on, where yep. he, he picked up wins over a uh, uh, teacher from St. Cloud State, and he was beating everybody. He, he mm-hmm. went undefeated, so that uh, it'll be cool to have him back. But at the beginning of the year, you know, we had... Um, Four guys, three guys who were at nationals last year. Uh, Rathman, Turf, and um, McManus. McManus, yep. Yeah, and uh, you throw in Durrell, you know. So you, and, and, and a couple of other guys with potential, but COVID and injuries uh, uh, sort of ravaged things a little bit with the roster, and um, it didn't go exactly the way we wa- hoped it would. And uh, but it ended up unbelievably great. So uh, happy for. Uh, Coach Makovsky and his young staff and uh, Trevor Turoff and uh, Darrell Mason, congratulations on a great year. And uh, Darrell, we're glad you're coming back next year. We should talk a little bit about... Uh, the what do you think, Brizzy? Well, it's our last uh, home winter sport home event. Last home winter sports uh, event is tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night. Down at... Uh, yeah. Um, the War Memorial, as Connor likes to call it affectionately. <laughs> right? <laughs> The Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center. Yes. The clinic! Yes. Oh. Brought to you by Bayer! Last <laughs> weekend I mentioned that there might be a different nickname for it because I thought Freddie had said something. Well, what but it clearly so wasn't Freddie because I watched the Maverick Hockey Live podcast uh, and he said it needs a nickname. So oh. maybe we should get him on board with the clinic too. The clinic, okay. We'll bring we'll bring it up. <laughs> we'll bring it up the next meeting. Um, yeah, Minnesota State in the midst of a 14-game un- it's not unbeaten. It's a winning streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've won every game. Uh, the last time we've played, the last 14 times we played, 34 and five overall. Um, hammered Northern Michigan last week. We've, we've scored 16 goals in the last two games, Bertie. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a lot to me. It is a lot. Yep. Um, and we host Bemidji State, a team we know quite well. On um, here, here in Mankato uh, tomorrow night, 6:07 start down at the rink. For all the marbles in the CCHA with mm-hmm. the Mason Cup on the line, kind of nice to uh, have our boys celebrate with the Mason Cup. Yeah, nice to have two cups. Two cups. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> I like cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. McNaughton Cup as the CCHA regular season champs, and now a chance to uh, complete uh, uh, the set with the uh, Mason Cup as a postseason tournament champs. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Bemidji State uh, will give us a stern test. So absolutely, uh, um, Connor, can you name all the awards that we doled out this past week that, m- that the CCHA <laughs> doled out that we <laughs> won? That's a lot. No, how about, okay, let's start. Let's start. Uh, this is like a test day. I'm okay. testing you. Here you are testing. Okay, uh, first team all conference for the Mavericks. For for the yeah, there's four um, of them. Uh, maybe Dryden McKay. One. He's a goalie. <laughs> Smith. Schmidty. He's a forward. Provnik. Yep, he's a forward, and Lyndon then 
Livingstone. Mr. Livingstone, I presume, along the blue line. So that's four out of the six. Okay. Um, we had one guy on the all-rookie team. Uh, yep, uh, Bennett Smolik. Bennett Smolik, yep, the freshman defenseman from Rochester. And then we had the defenseman of the year. The Livingstone. Jake Livingstone two. had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, forward of the year. Smith. Schmidt. Schmidt. Forward of the year. Goaltender of the year. Dryden. Dryden McKay. Coach of the year. Hastings. Mike Hastings. <laughs> and uh, player of the year. And, uh, Dryden. Dryden again. Um, Nearly a queen sleep, uh, clean sweep, PA. Close. I mean, uh, the only one we didn't win amongst the individual awards was rookie of the year. Yes. Um, but we'll take the other ones. Kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of we'll nice. Take we'll those. take the other ones. <laughs> we'll, yeah. take, so we'll take the rest of them. And yeah. there was also <laughs> an announcement on Wednesday. Do you guys remember what the announcement was? Wow. Hobie Baker. Oh, oh fine. Top 10 finals. Top 10. And Sh- Schmitty and uh, McKay are both in yep, there. Right? Schmitty and Dryden McKay. First time for uh, Nathan Smith to be listed. He's a junior mm-hmm. from Hudson, Florida. And Dryden McKay, who was a senior goaltender from Downers Grove, Illinois, wasn't not only in the top 10 last year, but he ended up in the Hobie Baker hat trick in the final three. Uh, Dryden's also uh, semifinals for the Richter Award, which is, goes to the top goaltender in the country. So um, always good to be uh, recognized. Those guys would tell you what it's not about, about those that. awards. It's not about them. Not that we don't care about those awards, but the one we want is the National Championship Trophy. So um, 5.30 on Sunday, there's a selection show watch party at Buffalo Wild Wings. If you're so inclined to join some people and you like... Uh, the common bond that unites people when you have these shared experiences, mm-hmm. right? You can join everybody at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and, and watch that if, if you want with a bunch of people, or you can just tune in to ESPNU at 5.30 I to like watch wings. the selection show. Wings. You wings gonna, wings you, are good. You going to go there? <laughs> go I thought there? that's where you're going Maybe. with the uh, bonding yeah. of people with chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, chicken wings. But I guess hockey works yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> chicken <laughs> wings uh, and hockey sounds, <laughs> good. sounds like a good mix. So um, selection show will be Sunday at 5.30. You can watch on ESPNU or you can join all your friends at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings to watch uh, to see where the Mavericks end up next weekend. My guess is, this is a guess, I don't have any inside information. Have you guys heard me talk about this? Where we're going to end up? Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to end up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's my guess. Get, we should be the number one seed. Mm-hmm. At the very least, we'll be one of four top seeds. Yep. And if that's the case, then where would they send us? Well, if Denver, which, ha- which right now is in the top four of the pairwise, is still there by the end of the week, and they're playing in the NCHE frozen face-off up at the X this weekend, I think they play Minnesota Duluth. I think. Um, they would be a number one seed as well. And there's a, uh, there's a Western Regional that we won last year in Loveland, Colorado. It's also in Loveland this year. And uh, the committee would put Denver there, I think. Yep. So if Denver goes there, then that would that would mean we have to go someplace else. And the next closest one is, I think, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, Connor. <coughs> As a travel right. guy, where would you much rather go? Just from, uh, I had a great trip to Loveland last year. Okay, us drive. That's I mean, if you if you like to drive, and we have some fans that would probably drive. Yep. It's drivable. I think it's dri- more drivable than than Allentown, Pennsylvania. Sully and I drove that last year. Make sure you don't um, get stuck with the forest fire. We did. Um, there was year. there was some there were some fires last year on the way back from 
<laughs> from from Loveland. And didn't you just miss? Or you were able to get through them though, right? Yeah, you didn't have to yeah. There there wildfires on yeah. the interstate in South Dakota. We were coming back through South Dakota, and they said you can't you can't go on the interstate. And so we went south. We ended up going up and then back south and down, and it took us like three or four hours longer than it would have wow. normally got back. But it was kind of fun. Yeah, we ended up in the middle of nowhere on a gravel road at one point. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a great story. But uh, regardless of where our guys go, uh, uh, I don't know if, how much a difference it makes to them. I, I, they just want to win. And, and last year was uh, one of those great seasons where we, we won the regional for the first time and we went to the Frozen Four in Pittsburgh. And our goal is to win a regional and get to Boston. Yep. And if you can get to Boston and... Uh, you know, anything can happen. Everybody that gets into the NCAA tournament is a good team, and, and um, uh, we got some stuff going for us right now that we're, I think, health, I think we're healthy for the most part. Maybe not 100%. It's late in the season, and you're always banged up a little bit this time of year. But we're playing well, and we're entering the postseason. Um, you know, you, you try to peak at the right time, and I think that's where we are. We've got, as you guys know, uh, the best goaltender in the country. We've got a, a veteran uh, blue line that can play it any way you want. We've got some size and some skill back there. And then up front, boy, the, the four lines that we roll. Um, for the first time in program history during our Division One era, we got four guys with uh, at least 40 points each. Uh, Smith and Dubrovnik tied for second in the country in scoring. So um, we're a wagon. We're going to, anybody that, wa- I mean, I guarantee there's no one that's really looking forward to playing us. <coughs> Anyways, what else we got? Um, couple of soccer exhibition games going on this weekend it looks like but uh, um, the big thing is baseball at home I think for us along with men's hockey obviously on Saturday night so hey guys thanks very much for uh, uh, joining us today for another edition of magazine the longest running Mm -hmm. small college public radio station program in In southern Minnesota Minnesota. Minnesota. thanks Bernsey all right guys thanks very much have a good week everybody msumavericks.com it's great to be a maverick